0: this podcast uh, I want to talk about how to get new work and how you guys how you guys advertise yourself. Uh, ben do you want to start?
1: Yeah so it's, all right so there's an old saying I know I have so many old sayings I don't even know if anybody even said them a long time ago but <laughs> I just like to say there's an old saying that establishes credibility <laughs> things that you can just make up um, but there's an old saying that goes that your network determines your net worth so it's this idea that the people that you know are going to end up being the people that are going to know you and still work your way. Um, a lot of the work that I get um, is word of mouth. Uh, I do a, you know, I, I've done some stuff for a restaurant. I've done some stuff for breweries. Um, I've done some pretty cool like stuff for politicians too, and some like logos for little, for smaller companies and everything. And those people know other people and if they like the work. If they're happy with it, then they'll, They'll tell you about it, and they'll tell other people about that experience. And if other, if your work is good, other people will be like, "Hey, that, that logo looks awesome. That that you know that motion graphics is great. That video is amazing. Who did that?" And then they'll be like, "Oh, my friend Mark or Luke or Ben, they did that. Here's their information." So step one, I think, is it's really kind of an internal thing. It's more about personal integrity, and that means doing what you say you're going to do, um, mean what you say, and say what you mean every time. If you if you tell somebody you're gonna do something, and the deadline's coming up, and you have, and you got invited to go on a date with Katy Perry, and you know, play bongos or whatever, you tell you tell Katy Perry no. You get your butt on your computer and you make sure you hit that deadline because that's super crucial. So I would say that's the number one thing. Number two thing is always be hustling. Like for example, I, I did some labels for um this uh, really popular beer uh, called uh Wolf's Ridge. Uh, here in Columbus, and I did the, I did the copywriting, I copyrighted too, I copyrighted on the side of that, and whenever, you know, I, I'm like in a, in a place where they sell this beer, which is all over the place, I'll just go to some random person, and I'll be like, hey, did you know I wrote this? <laughs> they look at feel like I'm an idiot, but uh, most of the time, they don't care, but every once in a while, someone's like, oh wait, let me read that, and I'm like, wow, that's really cool, we actually, I know someone that needs some copyright written for their website, or for their product, and so, it's kind of like fishing, man. You got to put your, your rod out in there. You got to put a worm on there. Make sure the worm is big and plump and juicy. And, and that worm is your work, right? And you put it on the hook, and that hook is your personality. So you got the worm of your work, work on the hook of your personality. Then you go into the ocean of potential clients, and then you can get some fish. Sometimes they'll be big, sometimes they'll be small, but they're all, you can eat them all. And uh will be delicious. So that that would be my advice.
0: Let's, let's end it there. That's good. <laughs> no. Yeah, um yeah, no, <laughs> That's great. Ben, you're
2: like a design prophet. You speak in weird parables and you like, <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I know, man. I like one thing I have to say is it's weird because that's something I'm still working on because I like I think my quality of my work I can get clients. And I have a very small like client base of people I consistently do work for, but I really struggle getting clients myself. I'll get people and I'll contact them, and they'll we'll chat for a little bit, we'll start working on a project, and they'll just drop me. Mm. Um, I just have had that happen with two uh, clients. One was a really big one. Uh, they contacted me. It was like really major. Um, it was a professional athlete, and they never got back to oh, me. Oh wow! And so I, like. So I kind of struggle with this myself. And then I, when, when that happens, you kind of think, well, is it my work? You kind of second guess yourself. And it makes you not want to try to you know, really promote yourself. But one thing I try to do is I, I have a button press. So I make little buttons. And I just give them away at school. I give them away to people. I give away stickers. You will not believe how much like you will make someone stay by giving them something for free. Like People right. get so excited. So I've been doing it. And I have my website on it. And people will just advertise your stuff for you. They'll be like, hey, dude, this person's a designer if you need them. So that's what I've been trying. I, I definitely don't have the client base that Ben has. Ben has way more experience. Um, but it's it's really hard. You have to put yourself out there 24-7. And sometimes it's like it's hard to even know where to
0: start. So yeah. it's tricky. Definitely. I'll come back to that point about the buttons and giving stuff away. Um, Luke, how do, you, how do you advertise and...
3: Um, so I think what Ben said is really good. Um, yeah, I think, um, it's like to get more, if you want to get more local clients, like the kind of work I do, is a little bit different, but, um, cause it's not, I'm not branding. I, I mean, I, I guess I could, but I don't really do that. Doing animations. Um, so basically how I've gotten work so far is it, it's just kind of come to me. Um, and I've gotten some weird, uh, I've gotten some weird people, no, no offense to them, but some weird commissions and stuff, but, uh, oh, yeah. that haven't panned out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I actually kind of got a, got to work with a, a possibly a larger client, um, uh, more on that later. But, um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, it's just reaching out to people, being really outgoing, trying to get like a, a network of, of like a client base. Uh, just that, that, and that takes time, that takes time to, uh, to, I don't know, to, you just got to like, what, what were you saying? But you just have to, you have to reach out to all sorts of people and especially uh, I think you have to kind of target people you you'd kind of want to work for clients you kind of want to work for you have to slowly build a relationship with them um and you can't be you can't be like smarmy or like hey like I mean I guess you can't I guess you can't um yeah that's a, that's 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 a no-no for, but <laughs> one thing I've
2: one thing I've noticed is, um, so I, I have two uh, graphic design jobs at the college I go to, or the university. Um, one is for the marketing department at the rec center, the, you know, uh, the fitness center. And the other one, I just got hired as the graphic designer for the entire University. Wow. And Whoa. I got both of these jobs. I know, I haven't told Ben Good. yet. I didn't know that.
1: Dude, congratulations. Um, high five. <laughs> thank you.
2: Virtual high <laughs> five. Both yeah. of these jobs I got by making friends. Um, I can be kind of, you know, aloof sometimes I'm, I'm a shy extrovert is what I like to say. Um, both of these jobs that I got were based off of people, um, people I just started talking to at school, became friends. I invested in them and they are like, Hey, your work's great. Here's this job opportunity. Um, one girl actually said she applied for the job and it's not what she wanted. So she's like, literally, if they give me the job, I'm going to say, no, I want you to give it to Mark. So you just, it's all about connections you have to invest in people for people to invest back in you. That's an old saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, like it.
1: I, I want to add to that. Um, so I'm the opposite of Mark in that I am an outgoing introvert. So I, uh, I, Steve, everyone thinks I'm an extrovert, but I love being by myself. My favorite thing to do, um, and I can talk to anybody about anything. Uh, that's just a little tangent. But what I was going to say too, one thing that I think that Mark does really well, I want to kind of commend him for, is that. He designs like like for niches um, really well. Like he'll do like a lot of anime stuff or Star Wars stuff, and that's actually really smart to do because if you keep working within a certain niche and you're really good at that niche, people like kind of have come to expect that from you. Then in their mind, you're the go-to guy when you want like a. My neighbor was it Toronto. My neighbor Totoro. Oh, no, no, not Toronto. I mean, Toronto is not our neighbor Canada, but uh, got <laughs> yeah, a great country. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like like he's like the guy that does these designs. And I heard, I was at Creative South uh, a couple weeks ago, and that's what I heard from like like really established designers too. It's like like do the jobs that you want to do for other people for yourself, and get that work out there. So that you have a body of work and that you have a reference of so these different brands come and say, can Ben do beer labels? They can see in my portfolio that I've just made some fake ones for myself. And I mean, because really nobody knows the difference online, right? Like it they don't know, they it's only to go to research and see if these companies actually exist. I did something recently for uh I did a skateboard guy. I like to I like longboard a lot, and uh, it, I put the van's logo underneath it because like, I I love vans too, that's what I longboard with. Um, they didn't pay me to say that, but I, I do like them. And some people come up to me and they're like, whoa, how did you get that commission from Vance? And I'm like, I gave it to myself. You know, I didn't get paid a penny for it. But, um, you know, if someone from Vance stumbled across, across that, or if you're on this podcast, Vance, housesdesignservice.com, yep. um, if they stumble across that, they'll be like, wow, like, this guy is already designing cool stuff with our logo. Imagine if we hired him to do another project. We already know that we can slap our logo on something and sell look cool. So it's just that idea. It's kind of the same idea of like directing for the job that you. that we talked about in our last podcast together. For the job that you want, the job that you have, and creating an extensive body of work that that is how the of work that you want to do will eventually lead you to that place. So a lot of it's just seeing in your head where you want to go, and then start walking there on your own, and then see who's following you with checks behind. You.
3: Yeah, that's that's true. Like that's how I got some of the the stuff I've gotten is just by doing stuff that I want to do and being consistent in like a certain style. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's yeah, I mean just kind of wearing the clothes you want to get the old saying um, it's really true <laughs> you know there's this old saying you know um, but yeah I think in being what do you guys not to if I could ask what do you guys think about being consistent in, in like a certain mm-hmm. style is that helpful too for picking up I think that's one of the most crucial
2: things it, or at least if you want to develop like a fan base like at least for social media being consistent is probably your work there's, there was a video I watched a while ago and this dude was saying it's better to make 12 things really quickly to make one really good thing because you may fail 11 times but that one time that you succeed out of the 12 times is far worth it. the experience that you get from that failure and only exceeding once is way more valuable than only posting one really great thing or one, one really good thing so I think being consistent and posting consistently or designing consistently helps your work and it helps you kind of get out of this mindset of like designer block because designer block, you make something great. Like sometimes I'll make a post on dribble and I get tons of likes and then I'm like, well, how am I going to top this? And it's not about topping it. It's just about making something again and it could suck. Like, or, or people may not like it at all. It's not that it sucks, just people don't like it. And that's cool. Like the mo- one of the most recent things I designed uh it it didn't do as well but i I love it it's i made this little frog night it's a video game character but i I love it and i'm I'm really proud of it and that's ultimately it's not commercially successful but that's okay and you just keep moving on because you learn from that and you make what you want to make but at the same time you don't get caught up and you just be consistent with yourself
0: cool yeah. yeah
1: i i would agree that's hard for me if i'm being honest um so I have a full-time job and at my full-time job, like none of the stuff I do a little bit of it's on my website now, but I never post anything. I do there on dribble or Instagram because it's not what I want to do. I, and so it's weird for me, cause I have a lot of different disparate influences and styles that influence me. I think, you know, I, I do like kind of like the iconic bold style of design. I'm also influenced a lot by, um, psychedelia as well i've always loved like psychedelic music and, and music of that era and that time and i think that kind of plays into some of my later pieces i did think thing of jesus that was pretty trippy um recently for easter and that, and exciting like, just, i just like that that era of design um and i also really like like 50 pitchy design too i've, I've done a couple pieces on my dribble like that but i don't see that a lot because it, it's it looks kind of dumb i think if <laughs> you post a lot of that work for me the challenge though is like trying to figure out what exactly is my style. And I think this is something that Mark and Luke both do really well. And I feel like both of their their portfolios are pretty consistent amongst themselves. And Mark, I think uh, Mark Hiram, I think this stuff is too, like it's, you can tell that it's all done by the same guy. I feel like I'm just too ADD sometimes. And I'm like, throw all my influences in the blender. And sometimes I get like a, a banana papaya smoothie. And sometimes I get like a mango papaya smoothie. There's always a papaya in there. but you know there might be a kind of other things in there too so that's an area that you guys are really good at that i actually want to be better at myself but i definitely see the value in it
2: i have to say that even though you do different work like in everything that looks different i can always tell that it's your work every single time yeah. i see it i'm like that's bad <laughs> so you have there's something style isn't always doing the things the same way your style is your process and how you design and so i think you have pretty the colors you use and like this, there's a certain part of the color wheel. There's a certain way you make your illustrations or in your logos that I, I can tell it's your work right off the bat. And so I think you do have a style. It's not always just cut and dry. Like make things, make line art, make flat illustration, make this. You don't always have to do the same sort of trend to, to be part of your style.
1: So let me, let me ask you guys a question based on that. So and I think this is something that Luke does really well. Um, so it's easy to copy trends. And a lot of times I'll look at designs that people make that I really like. And then I'll just see that they just copy somebody else's. I mean, for example, even Draplin, you know, people think is like the, the, the rock star design. I mean, he is in a lot of ways. He gets a lot of his influences from Charles F. Anderson. Um, I mean, I, I a lot of it, like like his positioning, a lot of the things that he says, and I mean, he admits that, like he considers him to be a good influencer. So we, we all are influenced by somebody before us. But the challenge always for me is, like, I feel like a, like a captain of a ship. Like, I don't want to just you know sail in the same ocean looking for the same treasure that everybody else is. I want to go out there and find the new treasure, the very treasure that's deeper and darker on on seas that are yet uncharted. The question is though. Sometimes I feel like when I try to do that, my work sucks because I can't really compare it to anything else that I've seen. So my question to you guys is, do you guys feel like, and I feel like Luke does this really well. He, he kind of makes really bizarre stuff that I've never seen anybody else do before. But it's cool, man. And it, it all looks great and it, it, it works great. So how do you guys go through the process of, of trying to be popular by copying trends and styles to an extent, but also trying to be innovative by creating your own uh, path that other people might be interested in yeah well um, I think the copying
0: styles thing is, is good but unless you can do it for the next style as well because obviously the trends change if you can do it for the next trend as well that's good but eventually you're going to fall off eventually I, I personally don't think you're going to be able to keep it up forever um, like if you're, if you're like Real Madrid if you're, if you're the best football team in the world you can't be the best football team in the world forever because so, obviously your your youth team you're, you, you know the players are going to run out um, you eventually run out of money or whatever but it's yeah so copying trends is obviously something everyone does and, and trying to be popular on Instagram and stuff but um, yeah I, d- I don't know I just think if, if you can develop your own style I think it's possibly better in a way but um, we're all influenced by the same sort of people and yeah I don't know what, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, 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 you go ahead
2: no go ahead i have to say like what i try to do is I, I i tried so hard focusing trying to make a specific style and all you end up doing is just copying people and then That's i fine. figured out you create your style by you find a bunch of designers that you really really like and you find core elements that you think are just great about them and then you find hobbies and things that you like to do on the side that really inspire you. And so right there, you combine those two. And they're both of those yeah. things are kind of trendy. And then you apply your own personal taste into that. So it, just copying trends, it, things will get dated over time. Um, mm-hmm. And, that, I mean, that's just the, the, the circle of life. You know what I'm saying? That's going to happen. <laughs> but what you want to do is if you want to – Make things that you really want to make, but you always have to kind of connect with what's popular, just just a little bit. You just got to give it some sort of connection, so people. It's kind of like you have to, you 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 have this path that leads to your new work. You can't just go. It's like making it your own style. It's like making a new village. You know what I'm saying? You can't. You got to make a path that leads to this village. Otherwise, no one's gonna find it. So, so like some of the stuff I do, like my frog guy. I use gradients now and I've never used gradients before and those are kind of more trendy, but I like how it looks with the work that I've done. So I'm taking a trend and I'm mixing it with my weird kind of style and I'm creating something else because of it and I don't see a lot of people doing that. So you just, you take things that you really like, you add a little bit of a trend because trends are just what looks good currently. And if you don't do that and if you kind of like, if you, blaze your own trail and you have no path that leads to it, people will eventually stumble upon it years later. But that's <laughs> like, that's me. You, you get those, you get those famous artists, like you, like, let's see, like Van Gogh, Van Gogh is a perfect example. Mm. Exactly. Like he just, it just wasn't the right timing. He never really made the connection to what the style was currently to his work. And even though it's great, he if he was to just connect it a little bit, I think he would have been more successful, and I think he still would have been, I think he would have been more popular in some ways, because yeah. he's able to establish yourself.
3: I don't. It's kind of a tricky thing because you. So you're saying like, uh, like trying to take like something you like a tra- or style you like, and then trying to infuse your own flavor into it, or your own like taking that.
2: You so don't even have to try to infuse your own flavor because it just happens. Like if, if Ben tried making something that I do or I try making something that Ben does, it's going to look – it's not going to look like each other's work. It's going to look unique because we can't do it.
1: And I think – We all have different tips and tricks that we know. We know what's trigger. Like you might do something one way and there's like a 20 ways to do a certain thing. So yeah, even the process can change the final output. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like what well, I feel like coming up with a consistent
3: process too. like, if you have a process that can really influence your style. Um, yeah. So, sure. so like what I, so like what I've done with a lot of my most recent stuff is that, um, I've been kind of influenced inspired by people that use like flat colors. And I really like the 2.5 just idea of, you know, combining 3d, uh, animation with 2d animation. So that's what I've been, I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, I don't want to like the people that I'm inspired by, I don't want to like copy them. I could, I just, I have like certain ideas and, and well, what started out is like, um, like I wanted to do, make a character inspired by something else with, in the style or using some of the, like some of the elements from the style. And then, and then and it's, I've sort of been just sort of, um, and then I just sort of rehash myself in a way. I sort of recycle my own ideas at that point. Um, and it's kind of weird, but, um, and that, so now I just like working with limited, uh, I don't like you, well, there's, there's, there's some practical reasons why I don't do it too. Um, and, and kind of, you know, having limitations creatively can, can, you know, define a style or can kind of find yeah. your styles. So, sure. so to give an example, so like, I like working in 3d, but, uh, I don't like doing uh, realistic stuff because of the render times and, and it, it's, that's kind of a limitation for me. So I, So using like simple flat colors with a simple render engine, um, that really, that that, that, it's a fast process. So I don't have to wait. You know, it it doesn't limit my like creativity, I guess it does, but it doesn't, it limits me from doing real realistic, more realistic renderings. But at the same time, I'm able to like, I'm able to turn out stuff faster and I can like, and I'm trying to, and also, uh, with, uh, GIF or GIF animations, um, using like less colors is better. Uh, you can, you have like a smaller file size. So there's some practical things. It's, it's just, it's really, it's a nice process. Um, and I like, I like the style and the, but I don't want to, I don't want to emulate the people I'm inspired by.
2: What what I think what summarizes up, what you should do is you should take a trend and bend it to your will. Basically make it, Mm. make, take a trend and make it your own. And it's not saying like, make it, Become the most popular person that does that trend. Just take elements of, of a trend and incorporate in your design that, of what you want to do, and you'll see that you
3: will be commercially successful. And you will. But you also need to lean inside. You also need to like what you like the style too. I, I but, just yeah. say take a yeah, yeah. I hate long shadows. I've always hated long shadows, and I will never use <laughs> long good. shadow. So uh, I just I, like, I I don't like long, but I'm a little bit different because I I I, I kind of like them for a time, or at least the, Doing stuff with that which is probably bad, but um, well so there's
1: a, you got I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, um, you, you some common fonts that everybody hates that we've always joked about, Mark and Luke and I is like papyrus and comic Sans, But those fonts didn't get to be hated just because everyone came to the conclusion all at once objectively that they were terrible fonts. Although that might be the case, they were overused. And everybody used them from church bulletins to meet to the, Dan Gilbert, the guy who uh, owned the Cavs when LeBron left. He said a he had this like threatening letter, or letter saying we're going to be better now LeBron has gone to Miami. But he typeset it in Comic Sans. And, and <laughs> it was, it was, a, it was a, such a joke, and so it's like it was, it was the ubiquity and the oversaturation of that style or that. This is an example that makes everybody hate it now. And so I think creatively. When you have all of your eggs in one basket, creatively, you might make a lot of money for a time, but then somebody else is coming up with something new, and because you're so mm-hmm. married to this one style, then you're going to fall out of fashion. And fortunately, if you wait another 30 years to keep doing that style, it'll probably come back into fashion. But um, <laughs> but that being said, I think adaptability is key. Like keeping an yeah. eye on the horizon and seeing what's coming on. And I love what both you guys said about taking the trend and making it your own. Like I do the same thing. Like I'll give you an example. One of my uh, friends is a guy named Ben Stafford who is, um uh, he, he's pretty popular in dribble. does a lot of cool stuff. And he has this cool like gradient um, grain effect that he does. And I do that in some of my work too. My work doesn't really look anything like his work, but I picked that trick up from him and I carried it over into my work. And I feel like it makes my work a little bit more distinctive from one of like work like mine, the like, cloud thick lines work and stuff, and bold and stuff is just two colors, just two different colors, and this kind of adds a little bit of shading, a shadow to it. But yeah, I think that's, I think that's really good advice. Nice,
0: yeah. Okay. That's I'm. Mean, we need to steer it back onto, uh, onto track, but that's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really like yeah, that. we digressed a little, just a little. <laughs> I like where I went though. Um, yeah, so I going back to the point of. Um, Sort of uh, giving stuff away for free and and what is it called <clears throat> when someone refers you? I've forgotten it completely. Refers. Sort of, yeah, like. But, <laughs> no, like uh, Word of mouth. References. Um, word of mouth. Yeah. If, if, go out. Word, word of mouth. Word of mouth. Um, like the old saying says, "Word of mouth." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a it's such an underrated thing these days. I think I think because people used to think. It was literally word of mouth spoken um, to, the, to the other person. Now it's now it's all online with social media. It's like if someone comments on your post saying, "Oh, who did that?" You would tweet back or, or write back saying, "Oh, this was this was Ben's design. Um, go and check him out." But it's, it's not the same word of mouth, but it, it's it is still word of mouth, and people are forgetting forgetting that. Um, yeah, so, I think it's just so underrated these days because all my work comes from word of mouth pretty much. So. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It's definitely uh, a key factor. If you can get clients referring you, then that's um, I think that's definitely the best way to go. because um, you've already yeah, you've already got happy people, and then you, yeah, yeah, right. Um, does anyone get anything else to add about how to uh, get get more work and advertise yourself? I think, <laughs> I think we're good on this. Cool. Yeah. So the tip yeah. tips would be create word of mouth. Be consistent. Uh any others? Um yeah, be nice. Be, be nice. nice. Yeah. There's
1: be nice. Of, yes. There's a lot of really mean designers that not mean, but there's a lot of designers that think that their are food doesn't stink, in other words. You know, they think that they're the best and that they look down on everybody else's work and I think that comes out of insecurity. But I'm a firm believer, like my, I'm a democratic socialist in my politics, so I'm a firm believer that people are stronger when they work together through things shoulder to shoulder instead of face to face. And so, if I see somebody's work that I like, like on Dribble, I'll share it, man. Like, or if I have some friends, like I'll, I guys today I had an Instagram post and I mentioned one of my friends who's speaking at this fest that Mark's going to go to. Uh, he's my friend. I love his work, so I, I complimented him and. It's amazing how being nice like that and just being sincere, not expecting anything in return, but just because you're a good person that elevates your standing amongst other people in your field. And you're not seen as this, like, for example, there's this guy that Mark and I talked about and we're not going to give his name, but he's not very nice. And his work in my opinion is, is not the greatest, but He's just not a very nice guy. Like if you try to talk to him, he's just kind of short with you. And and we for he might be a really nice guy. Maybe it's just his personality. But Mark and I have this opinion about him that may or may not be true that he's kind of a jerk. And it's just because of the way that he comes across. And like like I said, that might not be who he is at all when he's down inside. But still what matters is that you treat everybody with respect and you genuinely compliment their work and also share your process. Like, I mean, I remember Mark, I shared something with you recently. Um, and I could be like, I don't want him to know my secret goal and to be better than me, but that's, I don't care. Like if you're a better designer, then that means that you're going to, you're going to tell me the secret that you learned down the road. And then that's going to help me to be a better designer. And we we can't be like a bunch of like greedy people sitting on our piles of creative goals we got to be out there sharing and trading in the market of ideas. And that's how we invest. And that's how we grow. And that's how we develop a wealth portfolio both literally and creatively in my opinion. I, I think one last thing to add to that
2: is one of my uh, professors at my school, he uh, he went to Yale and he actually studied under Paul Rand. So uh-huh. he's, he's met Paul Rand. He studied under him. And he will not let you forget that. Like He will just tell you about how he studied under Paul Rand. And he's he, – I, I hope – if you hear this, I, you know, you're a great guy. But it's just – he's so pretentious that I don't I don't really like being around him. I really don't like – like yeah. he just – he's so brutal about your work and he just puts you down because he wants you to get better. But it's like this old school kind of design that isn't really relevant anymore. Like the stuff that – the stuff you learned from Paul Ryan is awesome. But he uses that too much of like – well, I'm so much better than you instead of, no, this is the knowledge mm-hmm. I've learned. And I think you can't do that. It doesn't matter how good you are or how, how bad you are. You have to be able to you know, yeah. be nice to any designer. There's, there's people that are just starting and you can't compare their work based off of your work. You got to compare their work based off of their past work and be like, dude, you're improving. Mm-hmm. improving, And that's how you really network. And that's that's, people that's a great point. People don't want to be around pretentious people. Yeah. People just want someone who's, down the earth and if you're nice you'll keep getting clients it's, it's the biggest and thing i think
1: i want to we're all three of us ohio too. i think midwestern people are more that way in general like we're just nice for people uh like we're we're that's just kind of a personality lazier. Is, uh, we, say what
3: i think we're a little bit lazier me hey, overall uh, <laughs> compared yeah. to like the pe- people on the coast but hey we're go down south now.
1: man go down that's south <laughs> Oh, they're super nice down south. Go, if right. you guys get a chance, creative south. It, it, whoever's listening out there, one of the best experiences of my life. Some of the nicest people you ever ever meet, and the most talented. So. Awesome.
0: Well, let's wrap this up. So, for, for, We have four. Uh, four key tips: be nice to people, build relationships, be consistent, and create word awesome. of your mouth. And um, yeah, be just, humble. Be adaptable. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for being on this episode.
3: Uh, I'll see you in the next one. And,
1: and remember your old saying, too. That's very important. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, definitely. Got to remember the old sayings.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Creative Waffle. This is a special Sunday episode brought to you by Ben Howes, Luke and Mark Roberts, and myself, Mark Hirons. I hope you enjoy these special episodes, the studio chat episodes. Um, if you like, if you would like to see more of them, then uh, let us know. and uh, Let us know what topics you want us to talk about. And yeah, we'll try and make it happen. So thank you very much, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to Blue Dead Design uh, on YouTube and iTunes, and if you could leave us a review on iTunes and YouTube, that'd be amazing. Thank you very much. Again, I'll catch you in the next episode. Cheers.